book of 1 Samuel tonight, 1 Samuel chapter number 1. Thank you, ladies. I certainly appreciate the music tonight. I always enjoy our music, and uh, it's nice to uh, sit back and watch you enjoying our music as well. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing what the Lord, the, the message, and then uh, the child dedication at the end. And I was looking around during uh, the singing and looking around at all the different uh, noticing some people who were not here, and I noticed, Brother Daniel, what did you do? He's on, over here, and he's got all these kids on the front row with him. And uh, so I guess if you don't want your kids to sit with you uh, on Sunday nights, just stop by over here to my left and just drop them off with Brother Dan, and he'll take care of them for you. And uh, just don't forget to pick them up when, you, when the service is over. First uh, Samuel chapter number 1, I'm going to be very practical tonight. Uh, but uh, this uh, message is, is certainly going to be helpful and it's important. And uh, as we know, and it's been announced and mentioned several times tonight, that at the end of the service we're going to have a baby dedication, a child dedication. We take a moment and acknowledge a, a dedicating of a, of a new life to the Lord. And I want to take just a moment and remind all of us as a church uh, certainly remind the parents tonight how important that is, but remind us to labor, to give, to be faithful, so that those coming behind us can have what we had. In, in essence, though, have greater things than we had. And so I want us to be reminded of some of these things tonight. So a familiar story, First Samuel chapter number 1. I'm going to read the last two verses of this chapter, verse 27 and verse 28. And the Bible says, For this child I prayed... And the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. Most of us are very familiar with 1 Samuel chapter number 1. Of course, Samuel would go on, and in my opinion, be one of the greatest characters in the Bible. Uh, he was a very significant man, greatly used by God uh, in this period of time. He would go on to anoint uh, the first king. He would go on to anoint the second king. And uh, God would just use him in a great, great way. Uh, but you have to go back to the beginning of his story. And there was a burdened mother who could not have children. And she kept going to God and kept going to God and kept going to God and kept going to God. And God saw fit to answer her prayer. And then she sums up at the end of chapter number one, there are two verses for this child I prayed, and God has answered my prayer. Uh, and let me just remind all of us, God always answers our prayer. He just may not answer it in the way that we desire to see it answered. Sometimes God says no. Uh, sometimes it's not in his will. That's why we pray, if thy will be done. But be that as it may, she says, I pray for this child. God gave me this child. Then in verse 28, this is important for us to see. She said, I've lent him to the Lord. He said, well, she just let God borrow, borrow him. Well, let's read the rest of the verse. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. What she is saying, I asked God for a child, and God gave me this child. And because God gave me this child, I gave this child back to God. Hannah is no different, or should be no different than every parent who knows the Lord. We need, and I'll mention, I'll remind us of this, that God gives us and entrusts us with children, and we are to give them back to the Lord. And so tonight, I want to preach on this subject. Uh, why, what does it mean to dedicate your child to the Lord? 
What does it mean to dedicate your child to the Lord? Father, I pray tonight that you'll use this simple outline, this simple message to uh, instruct us. Uh, may we realize the importance that we have. May every parent who still has children in the home, may they listen very intently. May the ones who will dedicate their child tonight, may they realize their responsibility. And Father, may we all stay in tune. May we all pay attention to the end of the message where we're reminded that we all have a responsibility even to these children who are being dedicated tonight. And Father, I pray your hand of blessing on what we do this evening. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. As a parent, as a Christian parent, uh, it is important that we understand the responsibility that we have. It is often urged, and I will continue to do so, and with the, the makeup of our church, we have a lot of children, we have a good-sized teen ministry, we have a lot of young adults. I will continue to urge and, and prod the younger generation to give their life to God to serve the Lord. That you, you, those of you that fall in that category tonight, you should serve the Lord with your life. No young man, no young lady who's born again, who grows up in a Christian home, should have to decide, should be deciding, am I going to serve God or not? You should serve God with your life. The truth of the matter is, we all should. But tonight, I want to bring this message, and I want to remind the parents that even tonight in a baby dedication or a child dedication, the child is not making a commitment. It's the parent making the commitment. We call it a baby dedication. We call it a child dedication. But it's not that that child's coming down here whether they want to or not tonight. Uh, they're, they're not going to walk the aisle and, and dedicate themselves this evening. This is a decision and this is a commitment on behalf of the parent. Now I want to remind the couples tonight and I want to remind all of those who are still rearing their children. I want to remind all of those who God in the future will bless with children. I'll remind you that the, the, the commitment is on the parent this evening. We need to be reminded of that. And we have in our text a wonderful story of a mother who, who, made a great, who, who made herself a great pattern, not just for mothers, certainly for mothers, but for parents in general. And I want you to get right into the outline tonight, and I won't, I won't delay any longer than necessary, but we even see in verse number 27, she acknowledges, for this child I pray, and the Lord hath given me my petition. This is significant because, first of all, number one, she was acknowledging that, th that her child was from God. And what every parent acknowledges or should realize they're acknowledging when they come before their church and say, we want to publicly state we're dedicating our child to God. Let me remind you that when Hannah said this, she was getting ready to drop Samuel off at the temple. She was getting ready to drop him off under the care of the priest Eli. That's the context that she is saying this. And so when we have this child and we say, I want to rear my child according to the way God would have them reared, or we want to dedicate them to the Lord... It is an acknowledgement that that child is a gift from God. Let me remind every parent of that this evening, that every life is, is a gift from God. And, we, and not to get off on, 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 on a uh, sidetrack this evening, but that's why nobody has, a, the, the, has the, the, the right to take the life of an unborn child. 
Because God is the giver of life. Likewise, mom and dad, you and I included, don't have the right to rear our children according to our desires. Because they count, that give, they're a gift from God. Now, sometimes when they're two and three, you think they're a gift from somebody else, but they are a gift from God. We should be reminded of that. And what she is doing in verse 27 is she's acknowledging, I have this son because God has given them. And I believe it's, it's, it's paramount for all of us to be reminded that a child dedication, where we're going to formally do it in front of our church and for the church to be a part of so that we can pr- they can help pray uh, for my child and pray for us, we all should acknowledge that our children are a gift from God. It's a wonderful thing when that new parent gets that child for the first time, especially when God gives them that first child. Oh, what a wonderful thing. Well, let me remind you, if your child's 16 tonight, they're still a gift from God. You still have a responsibility because God has given them to you. And even your own children, they may be out of your home and you may not have responsibility over them anymore, but we still have a responsibility to them because we acknowledge that they are a gift from God. Psalms 127 reminds us this, that they are a gift from God. What was she doing? What is a child dedication? Why do we do this? Because it's a public acknowledging that this is a gift from God. And uh, that will take place tonight. Well, that's what it is. It's a public acknowledging. Number two, it's a conscious decision to give the child back to God. We see this in verse number 28. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he, and he worship the Lord there. She asked God for a child, told God, I will give him back to you. God gives her the child, and she gives him back to God. Now, there's a lesson on prayer in there, because a lot of times we make God promises when we want God to give us something. Do we keep those promises when God answers? That can apply to this story with asking for a child. It can apply to any prayer that we pray. There's been a lot of prayers. Pray, God, if you'll just do this. God, if you'll intercede here, I'll do this, and I'll do this, and I'll do this. Many times God will answer those prayers, but do we fulfill our responsibility of what we told God we would do? Here's an example in Scripture of a lady who, when God gave her that gift, he gave that child back, she gave that child back to God. And that's what is going to be illustrated tonight at the end of the service when we have this baby dedication, it is mom and dad saying, God, we are, we're giving this child back to you. Now, that doesn't mean you're leaving them here after the service. Uh, you take those babies home with you. It doesn't mean uh, just because she brought Samuel to Eli's house, don't bring the, I've reared my babies, don't bring them to my house. Uh, uh, you, they'll be different when you get them back, I promise. Uh, but that's a, a, a saying that I'm giving them back to the Lord. And can I just admonish everyone who still is rearing their children, whether you're part of what we're doing tonight or not. There's, too many, there's already too many children being reared for this world. We need our, our, our Christian moms and dads to rear their children for God. There's too many Christian parents, moms and dads, who are not engaged, who, who let the world rear them, who, who, let, who, who, lets, who lets television rear them. We need them to be reared for God. That is the responsibility of a parent. Just as if you are not going to provide their physical needs, don't have any children. Don't have any children. 
If you're not going to provide for them physically, don't have any children. It is, a, it, is a, it is a sorry individual who will bring a life into the world and will not care for that life. But likewise, if you will not provide their spiritual needs, don't have any children. It's a sad thing for somebody to grow up and never hear the gospel and they got a Christian mom and dad. It's a sad thing. It's, it's not just sad, it's tragic. It's heartbreaking. It's cruel for, for a child to be brought into this world and never to be taught, God has said this is right. God has said this is wrong. And if you follow the things that God says, there's blessings there. But if you go the other way, there is, there is there's a punishment. There's a price to pay. This world is cruel. But it's, 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 it's the responsibility. I think sometimes we see, I don't know about you, but when you go out in public and sometimes you see these children that are like running, I mean, they're running everywhere and they're, they're tearing things down and mom and dad say, do this and they don't do that and this and that. You say, that rebellious child. I say, I'm different. Sometimes I see the way young people act in, in public and I don't want to spank the child, I want to spank the parent. Because they're just doing what a child will do if they don't have the right instruction. Uh, Mom and dad, we have a responsibility to make a conscious decision that we're giving our child back to God. What this means is, when when that child is brought in this this setting that we're going to do at the end of the service, making a public vow that we are giving them to God, the responsibility is not on that child. The responsibility, the vow is not, you're not making a vow for that child that they're going to be a preacher. You're not making a vow for that child that they're going to serve God in a certain way. Uh, you're not making a vow in any way. This, this is, of course, this is not their salvation. This is not anything to do with that. What you're saying is that as a parent, I am committing to do my best. Now, one day that child's going to decide whether or not they're going to accept Christ. One day that child is going to decide whether or not they're going to serve the Lord. That's their decision. You as a parent have got to decide, I am going to do my best to be faithful. I'm going to do my best to rear them according to the word of God. And and, and parents, let me help you. None of us are perfect parents, but God is big enough to make up for our failures. If we'll just decide, I'm going to do my best to rear my children... For the Lord, it's a conscious decision. What you're saying, mom and dad, when you dedicate your child, and by the way, let me say, before they're dedicated publicly, they should be dedicated privately. And that, well, when we did that, we dedicated them when they were little. Well, you could dedicate them over and over and over again in your, in your own prayer closet at home. Say, I want to remind myself that they belong to God. But if you do this, you'll have less difficulty with some of the things God brings into their life if you're reminded, they don't belong to me. They belong to God. And that's why, don't get upset, Mom and Dad, if, if, if God does call your child to be a missionary. You don't have to intervene in that. But don't get upset if God doesn't either. Because God has a plan for each child's life. My responsibility is to make a conscious decision that I am going to Rear them according to the word of God. And how do I do that? When, when this decision is made, what mom and dad are saying is, I'm going to be faithful. Before your child can be faithful, you've got to be faithful. 
It's amazing to me, of course, uh, I mean, you, 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 I've been the pastor here seven and a half years. I've been part of this church since I was six years of age. I've seen a lot through the years. I've seen a lot of baby dedications. Then later, only to have mom and dad, not child, mom and dad, leave the things of God. They didn't keep their vow. They didn't keep their promise. That's what will remind us as we have a responsibility. Let me remind all of us how God treats vows. It's just better never to utter it. It's better never to say it than to not do it, to say it and not do it. But as a parent, what we are saying is I'm making a conscious decision. That means I'm going to be in church so they can be in church. I'm going to be in Sunday school so they can be in Sunday school. I'm going to put them in the best situation possible for them, first of all, to be saved, but second of all, to serve the Lord with their life. So, uh, parents, I want to remind all of us tonight, if you still got children at home, I want to remind you that we have to make the conscious decision that they belong to God. I'm going to rear them according to the Word of God. By the way, this will help you be a better Christian because you realize your responsibility. You realize the responsibility that God has placed on us. So secondly, it's a, it's a conscious decision to give the child back to God. We see that in verse number 28. She says, I've lent him to the Lord. For how long? As long as he's alive. I'll make this point, then I'll move on to number three. Uh, don't change, you can't change your, don't change your mind. Rearing a child is not as easy as some would think it would be. You know, before, some, before we have a children, we, we think we know, how to, have, we know how, to, how to rear children. I'd never rear my child that way. Oh, you, ha- you have a couple and see how it is, honey. I'll tell you, it's, it's a lot different when you can't handle back. Uh, it's a lot different. Uh, but all I'm saying is we can't change our mind. It's, it's difficult to rear a child, period. But if you're going to rear them according to the word of God, it's even more difficult. Never mind, every parent here that's got children at home, the devil's after your child. He's after your child. It ought to be alarming to mom and dad the things that are going on in our world right now. It ought to be alarming. And what the, while the news media is trying to, to, to report all these things, trying to, to paint our president in a certain light, they ought to be re- reporting all of the child kidnapping rings that are being uncovered, the pedophilia that is rampant in Hollywood, Let me tell you, they're coming for your children too. It's a difficult thing. It's it's an important thing for us to understand. We have a responsibility to our own children. That's why we need the help of God. That's why we need to dedicate them to the Lord. And in doing so, what are we doing? We're dedicating ourselves. If you don't want to stay in church for you, stay in church for your kids. I thank God for those that so many of you give testimony that you don't regret working that second job so your kids could stay involved in the things of the church. You don't, re- you don't, regret, you don't regret giving up a-, a promotion in career so that you could keep your family in a Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church for the sake of your kids. And if you do, let me tell you, 
Some of you that think about, well, it's, 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 I can take better care of them. Oh, you better not take, take care of them financially, but you better think of the spiritual aspect too. They belong to the Lord. Number three, there is a dedication we find in our passage of Scripture tonight. There's a dedication was for the child to serve the Lord for his life. I think moms and dads, parents, you ought to have dreams for your kids. You ought to have prayers for your kids. You ought to have hopes for your kids. Uh, but those hopes ought to be wrapped around, I want God's will for their life. We see this in the life of Hannah. This child dedication, if you will, the desire was for him to serve the Lord with his life. And I, I trust and I believe that is the desire of the parents who will dedicate their children tonight. Those that sit here in front of me this evening, you've done this in the past, and those that will be dedicated in the future. Those who maybe are even teenagers and grown, and perhaps there's never been a public dedication. That's okay, but there ought to be a private dedication. But I'll say this, that dedication is not for them to be wealthy. It's not for them to be well-known. It's not for them to be, even be uh, have all the dreams that you want for them. It's for them to serve the Lord with their life. That ought to be the prayer of all of us for our children, is for them to serve the Lord. That's why we have to understand what, what I mentioned. Second of all, it's a dedication for ourselves that I'm going to rear them according to the Word of God. It's responsibility on me to be what I'm supposed to be, be the example I'm supposed to be, but it is also a reminder that the dedication was for the child to serve the Lord with, for, with his life. That ought to be the prayer of your children, for your children. I want them to serve the Lord with their life. It may mean that God, that God sends them to the other side of the world for them to serve the Lord with their life. It may mean God may allow some hardships to come into their life to prepare them to serve the Lord. But as long as they're under the care of God, they'll be okay. They'll be fine. I'd rather mine be on the other side of the world in the will of God than living in the same house out of the will of God. And we must be reminded that my goal, my desire is to rear my children to serve the Lord. That is the emphasis of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Let me just remind all of us. The emphasis is not whenever I thank God for the blessings on our school and how our school is growing, but it's never going to be about getting a Nike sponsorship. It's never going to be about Division I athletes. It's always going to be about preparing young people to serve the Lord. That's the emphasis of our families, our homes, and our church is to, to, for our families to serve God and to raise up another generation. That's why we have the ministries we have. That's why we have the emphasis we have because we want another generation to serve the Lord with their life. What an honor it is for generations to continue in the things of God. So this dedication for the child was to serve the Lord with their life. And then finally, number four, see how fast I'm going tonight? We also find in this story, if we continue in chapter number 2, that there were others who were needed to help this child serve the Lord. There were others that God placed in the life of Samuel so that Hannah could fulfill her conscious decision to God. She asked God for a child. God heard her prayer, gave her her child. We see in our text tonight, for this child I prayed, 
and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. She's acknowledging this child I have isn't mine. It would have been very easy for her to say, I, I prayed hard, I prayed hard, I prayed hard, and I have him, and, and I, want, I, want, I, want, I want him to make me happy, I want to keep him for myself. But she said, no, he belongs to God. So in verse 28, we see that she lends him back to the Lord. How long? As long as he lived. She gave him back to God. So what she does is she drops him off at the church house. She drops him off under the care of Eli. He's going to prepare himself to serve the Lord. He's going to prepare Samuel to serve the Lord. You know, you know the story of how God came to, to, to Samuel and called Samuel, and he'd run to Eli, and Eli said, no, there's nothing to go back to bed. He kept coming. He said, well, it must be the voice of the Lord, so answer. And he answers, here am I. Where was he? He was under the care of the man of God. Now, again, I'll reemphasize, this does not mean you bring your kids to my house. But the point I do want to make is, Hannah needed the help of others for Samuel to become what God wanted Samuel to be. Hannah dedicated herself. Hannah gave her child back to God. If, if Hannah had lived in the day we live in, she certainly would have dedicated Samuel to the Lord in a public service so that everybody could see, this is my decision. I'm going to rear my child according to God. But Hannah needed help for Samuel to be what Samuel was to become. And this is where, you know, so far, and certainly it is applicable and, and, and responsible for us to be reminded as parents and to the parents who will dedicate their child tonight, they are saying it is the commitment on them that they're going to serve God with their life. They're going to be faithful. They're going to stay close to the Lord. They're going to give that child a home that they can be reared in according to the Word of God. That is a commitment they are making. But it is also for us, church, as they make this public dedication of their child, it is a responsibility for us to remember that we are to have a part in them fulfilling God's will for their life. This child, in the invitation time, and, and I'm thankful not before, these parents will go back to the nursery and get their child out of the nursery. Can I just say to all the ladies that keep the nursery, that is not just a babysitting service. You say, well, they don't understand. They just sleep the whole time, and praise God that they, some of them do sleep the whole time in there. But you know, it would be, it would be okay for a lady to take that opportunity to say, I want to keep the nursery. Why? Just so I can pray for them the whole time I have them. And pray for them to understand the, the, the moment they can understand salvation for them to accept Christ. Pray for God to use them in their life. See, everybody can have a part in what's going to take place tonight. As these children grow older, they're going to need Sunday school teachers to teach them and be faithful to teach them the Word of God. They're going to need the same Sunday school teachers. They get older, and, and perhaps a Christian school teacher, a youth director, or a youth worker, or others in the church to pray for them because when they get older, the devil is coming after them. The world's going to entice them. And, and during that time is when they need a church to be willing to pray for them. A Sunday school teacher, that's why I'm so thankful that we're able to, to get some of these things back going. And I want to remind our Sunday school teachers, I want to remind those that are even helping in the adult department, there's a responsibility. We have a responsibility and a need to pray for those that God has put under our spiritual care. Yes, the responsibility is going to be on mom and dad. The church isn't going home with mom and dad. 
Mom and dad have a responsibility for themselves to draw closer to the Lord. The mom and dad has a responsibility to guard their home from the things of this world. Mom and dad have a responsibility to rear that child in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and teach them from a young age the spiritual things and that the word of God is true and that God loves them and, and so they can trust Christ at that earliest age. But as that child is brought before us tonight, we have a responsibility to pray for them. It just so happens our two couples is a great illustration because of our two couples, uh, the Stanleys and the Frenches, not, three of the four grew up here. So many of you have been here the whole time that they've been here. But I want to ask the question tonight, who's going to be here when their children are having children? Who's going to have been here the whole time to be faithful to teach them in a Sunday school class? Be faithful to pray for them. It'd be okay. There's just two tonight. It'd be okay for a name to be jotted on a prayer list if it's not there and say, I, my, my children have been reared. Or maybe I don't have any children in the home. I'm going to pray for them that God would protect them. God put a hedge of protection about them. I'm going to be an example. I believe both of these couples will be an example in the home, but they're not always going to be with mom and dad. They're going to be in Sunday school classrooms. They're going to be around here, and I think it's a wonderful thing. And, 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 and let me just encourage you, in the future when we have work nights, it would do some of you well to bring your teenage boys down here to work with some of the men who are down here. Because there's an influence there on them. I want them, they need to see that there are other men who serve the Lord and they work hard and they could be a great influence. Sometimes they may listen to them when they won't listen to you, Dad. And I'll go on record. I don't care who convinces or influences my child to serve the Lord. I don't have to have the credit for it. I just want to serve the Lord. And by the way, it would help some of you in the, in, the, in the single young men and, and younger men to come to the work nights as well, you might can get influenced as well. The point I'm making is, is we all have a responsibility. I want mom and dad to understand that they're making a vow, they're making a commitment to God when they dedicate their child. I mentioned earlier that when there's a public dedication, before there's a public dedication, there should be a private dedication. Acknowledgement, this child is from you. And, and every parent in here understands that we have to have the wisdom of God. You can read all the child-rearing books that you want, and most of them are wrong anyway. But you can read all of them you want, but without the wisdom of God, we don't even know how to apply the knowledge that we have. I know there were times in my life as I grew up that God's hand of protection was on me. If anybody, if you've lived to any kind of an age, you, God's protected you. I can look back in my own home and I know there's been times when God has interceded and God has protected. But I, I want my family to be, I want my, even the pastor's kids, I want them to be in the kind of place where there's good examples for them. And there's those that will pray for them. But I want to remind all of us as a church, we have a responsibility. 
whenever, it's, a, it's, it's not a pleasant thing, and I'll use the term prodigal, whenever a child leaves the things they've been taught. Let me just encourage all the young people, don't make your mama cry. Don't make your daddy cry. I have a hard time, and I, I do try and keep a love in my heart for those that leave the things of God because I want to have the right mind when they come back. I want to be able to help them. But it's hard when I have to catch your mama's tears. It's hard when I have to be in the presence of your parents when they're brokenhearted because of the actions of a rebellious child. Don't do that. But I say all that to say this. Whenever there would be a prodigal or somebody get away from God, I, I'd get a little upset. That sorry, no good, break his mama's heart, waste all the years of sacrifice of mom and dad. And that's true. But then one time the Lord kind of used that to rebuke me. And now the first thing I do is I have to, question, I have to ask the question. Did I pray enough for them? Did I preach it straight enough? Did I take the right stand? Was I strong enough in my stand? Was I compassionate enough in my responsibility to them? I use that as an illustration for all of us tonight. As a church, we have a responsibility. As a church, we have a responsibility to the children that will be dedicated here tonight with every child that sits in our services. Please, please, please don't have the mindset. I've reared my children. Like I've been urging that generation, just because you've built your buildings doesn't mean there's not another one to build. But I've reared my children. Oh, why don't you pick up the mantle of prayer for those that are in our nurseries now? Hey, why don't you re-enlist I'm going to serve. I'm going to be faithful. I want to serve and be as an example. You men and ladies, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who is looking and depending on you to be an example. Oh, they're all looking to the pastor. They're not all looking at the pastor. Many of them are looking at you. Many of them, you have an opportunity of influence that even the pastor does not have. Determined to be faithful. You, of course, know this. I grew up in this church. I was a preacher's kid, and certainly my father was an example to me. But there are men who are in this church that as a young man, as a teenager, I look to as an example, and they'd be shocked if they knew who they were. Because God put them across my path to influence me. Let's determine that as a church, we're going we're gonna to re-enlist. And really tonight, we're going to have an invitation in just a moment. When these two families stand before us and bring their new children, and, and as we pray an invitation, let's pray that they behave while they're up here. The kids, too. Uh, why don't we all take some time to rededicate ourselves? Parents, if your children are still at home, it might be a good reminder for you to remind yourself that this is a decision I, I, have, to, I have to be dedicated to. And it can be hard work to fight the devil.
but it's worth it. There's sacrifices that have to be made. They're worth it. There's, there, there's, there's choices that aren't easy choices. There's, there, there's even people you love that you, that you have to avoid more than you would like. Why? Because you want your children to, to have the opportunities and you don't want anything to get in their way. It's a good opportunity for us to be reminded of the responsibility we have with our, ch- our own children. We ought to rededicate ourselves to rearing our children according to the things of the Lord. But to all of us, even those who do not have children at home to rear, we have a responsibility as a church. We have a responsibility as a Sunday school teacher. We have a responsibility as a nursery worker. I tell you, if you have your kids here, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I t- if, well, say, Pastor, if you, you knew families and they have kids to join the church, what would you tell them? I would say get dental insurance. Because by the time they get by all the ushers in that back, they've got so much candy that they'll have three cavities before they have their seat. But you know what? That's awesome. That's great. I get in on that action every now and then, but we have a responsibility. That's just what I want to remind us of. So in just a moment, we're going to go to the invitation. Moms and dads, maybe a good time for mom or dad to come to the altar together and say, Lord, would you continue to give us wisdom? We want to rededicate ourselves to rearing our children. But it would be a good time for a church to, first of all, be thankful that God has given us the opportunities that he's given us. But yet, for us to be reminded that we have a responsibility that those come behind us to be the right kind of example, to be faithful. You know, I'm thankful that I had a church. I'm thankful that the young people now have a church. We need to be doing what we need so that another generation has a church. And those that come up can have somebody who loves them, somebody who prays for them, somebody who's an example to them. So tonight, let's let... Hannah, remind us of our responsibility. Mom and dad, your children are from God to be reared for God. Let me remind us all then that Hannah, even with a pure heart, even with fulfilling her own vows, even in dedicating Samuel to the Lord, still needed help from others. The same is true today. That mom and dad, rear your children for the Lord. But church, let's do what we can do to help these children. Pray for them. Pray for mom and dad. By the way, as close-knit as we are as a family, as a church family, everybody's got different opinions about what everybody else ought to be doing with their kids. Let me help you with that. If they ain't your kid, keep your opinion to yourself. Uh, they, they, they don't live in your home. Uh, well, I think you don't, 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 don't give advice. Uh, if you have to turn and go the other way, turn and go the other way. Uh, but let's, let's pray for them. See, why, why would you even mention that? Because I want to remind you, we'll complain a lot of times, but I want to ask you, are you praying? Pray for mom and dad to have wisdom. Sometimes I just chuckle. It's like, oh, been there. I've never had to go back to that. Amen. Praise the Lord.